This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham pre-power hour is upon us. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the program. <laughs> we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. You know how we roll on that bad boy. Uh, in case you missed Kenny Payne, that'll be later on this hour. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Melanie Welsh. She's going to make her debut on the program in about 30 minutes. Uh, we've got NCAA Golf Regional started for the men yesterday. We'll get in all that stuff later on in the program. But right now, schedule, schedule, schedule. It's front and center. Pack is aghast at the concession prices, also at Southern Hills uh, <laughs> for the PGA. <laughs> $18 for a beer? <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Please. All right. Are we just trying to buy off Phil Mickelson? Is that what we're doing? Huh? No what are we doing with that? I have $18 no idea. $18 for a cold beverage I, I at have, the golf course? I have no idea. $6 for a bottle of water. Do you say hello to Tiger Woods? Does that cost you 5 bucks to say hello to Tiger? Go, Tiger. Here's that's my- 5 I mean, come on. What a ripoff that is. I mean, what do you just, what do you is, want to do with forty dollars at the PGA? I want to buy two beers. That is a. I mean, I, listen. I hate it. Now that makes me sick. That's airport pricing right that's there. Now, stupid is what that is. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get back to your tweets at uh, at ACC Network, and of course, you can tag Mark and I or use the hashtag Packer and Durham. John Herman. I think that's our firefighting friend from Tallahassee, isn't it? John Herman? Could be. Uh, John says, for Florida State, I want Miami, Clemson, and Louisville. Woo. Well, that's – That'd be a big old sign-up. Right? According to The Athletic, that's who you get. That's what and you're going to get. that's why I said yesterday that if that turn – if – when I tell you about if. Biggest if that words. turns out to be the deal, yeah. Florida State's got the toughest hand. That, those are three no jokes. Yeah. That's what it's going to be down the road. Uh, I don't think it will be that, though. Shiloh Carter – says Duke State and Virginia for North Carolina. See, now this is one I'm going to tell you, I'm just not sure that one's going to fall that clean. That feels like a lot of traditional, doesn't it? What do you think? Uh, you know, if that's what it is, so be it. Uh, See, I, I envision State and Duke. I envision Duke and State somehow. Not, I, we have, first of all, no inside knowledge of any of this, right? No, no. we're just shooting a breeze. We're just, you know, speculating. Cannonballing into the speculation pool, as I like to say. Somehow or another, I think Duke and State end up on each other's list. Because they haven't played forever. And I think Wake and Carolina end up on each other's list. Now, do I think State would be the other team for Carolina? Possibly. But I'm just not sure. And I know it's one of the South's oldest rivalries in football and things like that. But we're going to have to move on from some of that at some point. I mean, I, I'm not sure Georgia Tech and Clemson are going to play. They've been playing every year since, you know, Zeus came over the mountain. I mean, I'm just not sure that's going to happen. But we'll see. Um, let's see what else we got here. A couple more tweets. Couple, oh, we're, we we're, got a couple hundred more tweets. If yeah. We can sit here and read tweets all day if you're but in the mood. Don't, here's, here's John Chancey. For Clemson, he says Georgia Tech, Florida State, and NC State. Which, according to the Athletic, that was their combination. I mean, if that's what it is, that's it. Like, I can kind of feel like Dabo here. Hey, if that's what it is, so be it. Let's go play. But all right, remember now we've got to work on TV inventory here. We got to produce some. We got to produce some things. So think about how those three work. 
And Clemson is a commodity in this conversation. Oh, you think? Yeah. And that's the real the, the real litmus test that Pac's talking about. Remember the brands that Mark talks about all the time? The Miamis, the Virginia Techs, Clemson, those type schools? Those, they have to be Florida State. I would say that if for argument's sake, if that turns out to be what it is, that's the, the official, if this gets approved and that's the official Those three, three right there? I think Clemson fans would be totally cool with that. Sure they would. I mean, Georgia Tech number one is an easy trip. And Keep in mind. Longstanding. At, at longstanding. It's an easy trip. You go to Atlanta, they come to your house, all that cool stuff. The NC State thing, the old textile bowl. I think people like the edginess of that game. And, and I think NC State's doing this. Clemson's obviously a standard. And Clemson, Florida State, this game that has to be played. Has to be played. So what, I, I think if you're a Clemson guy and that turns out to be your three, mm-hmm. you live with it. That's cool. But what down if, the road. What if I wanted to swap out Virginia Tech? For Georgia Tech? Yeah. I, I, I think Clemson fans don't care. Yeah. I mean, I think they care. But I don't mean they don't care like, oh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, hey, we'll go play anybody anytime. Let's go play. All right. Here's Jason Jordan for Carolina. I have to go Duke, NC State, and UVA. <laughs> I just don't think you're going to get those three. I could be wrong, but I'm just not sure you're going to get those three. That's Maybe you will, but see, I, I, you don't want to leave anything on the table here. So what, uh, Again, I, I'm thinking with all this stuff from a television perspective, so am I. five or ten years down the road, who you expect to be good. Because right. that's, that's how you got to look at this. This is all for television mm-hmm. at some point in time. I mean, it's good. So surely it should be great for the fans to be able to get from point but, A to point B. But if you're, if you're thinking North Carolina is going to be a factor – Right? Do, do you they got to have... play Virginia Tech. They got to play Clemson. They got to play Miami. They got to play one of those brands. That's what I think too. Yes, Florida State, because I think Florida State's got to be good. Those Correct. Are, Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech have to be good for the league. You Clemson has to continue doing what they're doing. If you give me an NC State, North Carolina, Pitt, or somebody at Louisville gets hot and goes on a run, awesome. Right. You got a perfect case scenario under that deal. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at the aspect of, and again, I I know this. This draws geographic lines within the ACC here. You have to think out of the box beyond what your comfort zone is. Look, do I know it's easy to get in a car and drive to the other three schools in the state of North Carolina? Yes, but that's not realistic in this conversation. Okay? Do I understand the value of North Carolina, Virginia? Yeah, I understand it. They've been playing it since Zeus came over the mountain or whatever. But Carolina is a brand and, you know, was preseason top 10 last year, an emerging brand. They're right there. Now they haven't won anything since 80 from the ACC perspective. But NC State and North Carolina cannot be held within the confines of the state. For instance, I would argue here that while you may want to play NC State, you're going to end up – I don't know that Virginia or Duke, one of those don't make it. I think State Carolina stays. Why? It delivers. It's a game that continually delivers from a television perspective. Look at last year. Okay? But I think also you're going to be – you got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, wait a second. If they put Virginia Tech in that slot uh, with NC State, or if they put Clemson in that slot with NC State, right, Pac? I mean, what if they put Miami in that slot? Miami Carolina has been pretty good television in the last few years. That's a, Those are impactful decisions. That's the kind of thinking you have to get. Now, you've heard me say this. Remember the, remember the argument I told you about my dad and I, the 9 to 12 argument, and how my mom cleared the kitchen and sent us to the garage? Thank God for Miss Jean. Thank God for Miss Jean. That's the kind of discussion you have to be willing to have 
in order to accomplish this. Now, that's why Jim Phillips is also, hey, look, consensus in that room, John Swafford's greatest strength, the ability to get consensus, right, to build a consensus. Jim Phillips' challenge in this is to make sure that everybody, while not everybody's going to be happy, it's got to be a document and a process that everybody's willing to live with and work through. And is it permanent? It is for the time being, but it has to solve a lot of issues. It has to accomplish some check marks along the way. Well, the 355 will do that because you get to see everybody on a consistent basis. While you mm -hmm. were talking about Zeus coming over the mountain for the – how many times has Zeus been over the mountain already About today? four. All right. Zeus has been busy today on the show. Yeah, whatever. Uh, here's <laughs> what I was thinking when you were talking. Okay. We're asking you for the three permit that you'd like to see. And while you were talking about North Carolina's scenarios there, I kept thinking to myself, maybe a, a more interesting part of this, and we'll throw this out to the fans, 844-6. I want to know the three you want no part of. I, I want to know the three that you go, hey, put me with whatever, but, man, don't you dare give me A, B, and C. So, so the, who are the three that you want no part of? And you got to call up with, by the way, with your team. So oh you're, yeah, you're, these are call-ins. Now you can tweet if you want. Yeah, but, but I, I really want to hear you call yeah. in and say I don't want any part of. Yeah, if I'm a Louisville blank. fan, I'm calling up, going, "Hey, listen, uh, the three permit ones that I don't want to have. I don't want to have to go to Syracuse. I don't want to play Clemson, and I want to see my whatever your. I don't know what you're going to say, but who are the three that you want no part of on the from a permanent standpoint? I'll deal with them home and away twice in four years, but I don't want to have to see them every stinking year. Who are the three? That might be a better question, actually. All right, here's a tweet. Mons Q, FSU would have to be regional. Miami, <laughs> Clemson, and Georgia Tech. No. Florida <laughs> State, Miami. Clemson, Clemson, Georgia Tech. I like that. I do too. I think that's what I would have picked for Georgia, for Florida State. You're not going to send Miami anywhere beyond. I don't. I don't. The state of Georgia. I, what if you want to stick them to BC? Great. Do it. I mean, you're not going to send Florida State anywhere beyond the state of Georgia. I think or South Florida, Carolina. I I don't have a problem with Florida State doing that. Florida State, Miami is a must. Okay, Florida I agree state, with that. Clemson is a shoulda. Woulda, coulda, always. See, I think games like that. And I think Florida State, Georgia Tech, I said to you yesterday, Florida State, Georgia Tech would be the one I would have flipped with the folks from the athletic. I think Georgia Tech, Florida State's a game that's had great games, and they don't really see each other very often. That is correct. And it's an easy trip for both fan bases. And that's why I'm telling you, in this, you're going to get somebody you haven't seen much. NC State, Duke. I, li I like that list right there. See, I, if I'm NC State fans this morning – I'm thinking I'm getting Duke, and I'm getting Carolina, and I'm getting one more. Just like Carolina may get NC State and Wake Forest. I like that list for Florida State. That's what I'm telling you mm -hmm. right there. If I was in charge, and I'm not, that would be Florida State's three right there. All right. Take a break. When we come back, uh, more. I want some calls. Who are the three you want no part of? You want no part of? I don't want to see them. I don't ever want to go back to Boston in November. Right. Mark. What, whatever it is, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. It's your call. All right. More schedule talk. It's like my favorite day on this show. Next. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. More of your tweets coming up on schedules. 
Let's go to uh, Leroy in North Carolina, though, out of the break. Leroy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Fine, sir. Good, good. Uh, I got a schedule change for uh, Clemson. Uh, I like the NC State and Florida State, but instead of Georgia Tech, how about Virginia Tech? That's what you were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, at some point, that's that's going to kick in. And I think part of this move will be to get some games on a more regular basis that have not simply been played. And that is number one in my book. That game has not been played nearly enough since Virginia Tech joined this league. Not even close. You know, the other thing, too, uh, Leroy, and I appreciate your phone call. Um, And I said this last week. The college football playoff is going to expand. Right now, there are a lot of folks that wanted it to happen yesterday, yeah. and it's not going to happen yesterday. It's going to happen four years down the road, but it's going to go mm-hmm. from four to eight to 12 or whatever the number happens to be. And with that, you're going to have the opportunity to lose more than one game and get into the tournament. That's right. never happened. When we think we started this thing in 2014, uh, once you have those two L's, you're out. Right. You have not been in. There's not been a single team that's made the college football playoff with multiple losses. So the ability to play games that matter, Mm -hmm. that folks want to see, that television networks want to televise, uh, is a beautiful thing. It is a win-win proposition. Now, it may be more stressful for the players and the coaches, but you know what? Coaches and players want to be in those kind of games. And you're going to have the ability to eventually get to the college football playoff with two losses. So you got to think this way. That's why I keep saying, when you try to answer this question, if you think you're going to be a factor in your league – Big picture, national championship, playoff. Keep in mind, you're going to be able to go 10 and 2, mm-hmm. 11 and 2, and get into the tournament. Right. If you do that now, you're out. Right. And a lot of folks are like, oh, I'm afraid to play anybody. And there are people that take that approach. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of backdoor our way into the playoff with only four teams. I mean, you got to be a terrific team. I mean, you can't backdoor your way in to the college football playoff the way it is now. If it goes to 12, You'll be able to go 10 and 2, maybe not even win your league and say, guess what? We're still good enough because of strength of schedule. Who did you play? Mm-hmm. Teams of note. Did you get quality wins? Did you not have roast beef AM on there five times? So that all comes into play. So the idea of, hey, could you play Florida State, NC State, and Virginia Tech if for the Clemson three permanent? The answer is yes, you could. Yeah. No question. Uh, Nick in Maryland. Next this morning on Packer and Durham. Nick, good morning. Morning. How are you guys? Good. All right. So as a Virginia Tech fan, I want to see no part of Boston College, Syracuse, or Clemson. We played Boston College way too many times. That dome in Syracuse is just the worst. And Clemson with a new coach, we kind of need to get our you know our feet wet before we start battling them every year. Right, so that, this is why I like this question because you know fans are sitting there giving the three that are like, all right, I'll play these. But we got to dig down deep to go, hey, now wait a minute, now as a fan, where do I not want to go? Every, you know, so I don't want to see these dudes. We played Boston College way too much. The dome, I don't want to see any more of the dome. Clemson, we're not quite ready for. We're that. not ready for Clemson. I'm gonna tell you, Nick. I think you're gonna get some Clemson in your life. <laughs> Virginia Tech, you know, right, Virginia Tech and Clemson, Clemson need this, to play. Clemson in this great run that Dabo's had, really, Virginia Tech, quite frankly, you've gotten your wish. You really haven't had to play Clemson. Eric McLean played them one time. 
Yeah, Virginia Tech. In 50 years at Clemson. I really never, unless it's for an ACC title game. That's the only time. I mean, there have been very few regular season games. Very few in the, what, 13, 17 years they've been in the league? 14 years? Like, like I was going to say, like in Clemson's crazy run, I mean, they've played in Blacksburg, I think, twice. Correct. I think that's what it is. Yes. I mean, um, if Bone's watching the show, he'll tell us. You know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, so I mean, I, that's, that, to me, that's a fun question. you got to answer that one. I don't want that one necessarily today via tweet. I want that one on the air. If you want to go there, who you do not want as a permanent fixture. All right. Let's go to uh, Jim in Virginia. Jim is next. Jim, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are you? We're great. Uh, as a Virginia Tech fan, I do not want to see Boston College, Syracuse, or Duke. <laughs> That's too. That's too early, Jim, for uh, BC and Syracuse. Uh, what what are those guys? What do in you the guys world do they do to Tech? y'all? <laughs> I just just tired of it. Just just doesn't seem like a real Boston College probably beats our butt more often than they they should, and I'm kind of tired of them. So okay, yeah, maybe that's what it is. I think that is what it is. Huh? I think that is what it is. All about scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd think with the, you would assume with the old Big East days, yeah, that those guys have some little relationship there. You'd think, right? With Boston College, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech, right? And I don't know why you want to get rid of Duke. I mean, seriously, I, I, I mean, whether it be Frank Beamer, or even Justin Fuente, they had a pretty good run against some old Blue Devils. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I can only think of really one I game. The overtime game is the one that, right, when Duke won in Blacksburg? Well, when Duke went up there the night Virginia Tech had their celebration, brought all those guys back, and Duke woodshedded them in Lane Stadium. Right. That's the only one I can remember where you just went, yikes, uh-huh. what are you doing? I'm sitting here trying to look up, just so you know, all-time results, trying to dig up the um, number of times that they have played. Who's they? Virginia Tech and uh, – Clemson, since Clemson joined the league, or since Virginia Tech joined the league, I should say. Well, they played a bunch early, did they not? I played. They have been in the rotation one time, I think. Because Virginia Tech, when Frank Beamer was there, wore Clemson out. Right. Wore him out. And then Dabo right, got on the go. run, and then they wore Virginia Tech out. All right, here we go. So Virginia Tech and Clemson, since uh, 2005, right? They have played um, one, two, three. They played in 20, 17, 16. But I think those were – there was a championship game in there somewhere. Yeah, because in five would have been Orlando. That was a championship game. So regular season matchups since Virginia Tech joined the league. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six times. Twice at Clemson – and four in Blacksburg. And I remember Frank wearing them out in Death Valley. Mm-hmm. Eric McLean, I don't think, ever played Virginia Tech at home. I think that's right. Five or six years. He I played one time in Blacksburg, I think. I, th- I think that's right. But see, that to me, that's two brand names, and that's not nearly enough. Right. It's not nearly enough. That's exactly right. Yeah. And Clemson and Miami, um, just for, you know – 
fairness and arguments, as they say. Clemson and Miami have, They're going to play this year. Right. And they played in 20 at Clemson. Right. They played in 15 at Hard Rock. They beat him by 100 there. Uh, 58 to nothing. Al Golden's last game. Yeah. Then they played in 10. They played in 4, 5, 9, 10, 15, 20. Six. Just like Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. That's not nearly enough. Right? Well, you know, here's the thing. Miami's brand needs to get back to being the U. Virginia Tech's brand needs to get back to how it was with Frank Beamer. Mm -hmm. And I've said this a hundred times if I said it once on this show. Yeah. Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, those three right there, no disrespect to anybody else. Right. NC State's hot. Pitt's won the ACC title. You know, North Carolina's going to be the whatever. But those three, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, have to be good in this league. Yeah. I can't emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. And if Clemson continues to roll, awesome. Right? If Louisville has a spike and Pitt gets that thing rolling again with Pat, with Pat winning the title and Dave Doran's going to be a top 10, top 15 team and Mac Brown gets him in the top 20 rolling, the league will be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I keep harping on the national narrative. <clears throat> you can't have just one team. You can't. Yeah. Now, if that's what it is, it's what it is. But if you want to change the national narrative – you have to have multiple teams that can be top 10, top 15, and in the conversation, and you need to start beating people outside your footprint on a semi-consistent basis. Yeah. It's the only way to change the narrative. To take you back to the start of the show, Clemson and Georgia Tech have played every year since 1962, and the first time Georgia Tech ever went to Clemson was uh, 1974. About time. What took y'all so long to find I-85 North? Boys found out when you got to fair play, you got to make a left. Yeah. When you go holler, you cross the lake and yeah. you take a left. You're going to Seneca, you're going too far. <laughs> you turn and come on back and get your butts kicked. Frank uh, Hyde. Yeah. All right. Melanie Welch coming up. Casey O'Brien producing our show today is sitting there going, what are they doing? What happened to these guys? What are they doing? What, are they pumping what are, gas what into the room? What are they doing? Are they, who are they doing? Is that some impression? Coach Hyde. Boy, come on in here. Come on and talk to you, skate. <laughs> Before you go to Italy, will you do Frank Howard speaking Italian? Oh, God, that All could right. be hard. We'll take a break. Uh, on the other side, Boston College is in the quarterfinals. Adio, the, <laughs> the women's lacrosse championship. You know what that means, Wes? <laughs> no, Coach. Farewell, friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to Melanie Welch, one of the great defenders for Acacia Walker-Weinstein, next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham, 844-SAY-ACCM. We'll get back to your phone calls, tweets, all that good stuff regarding scheduling. But uh, we do have a number of guests, though, for the second half of the show. Yeah, in case you missed Kenny Payne in about 15 minutes, too, the Louisville coach from last week at Amelia Island. Uh, Boston College hosts Loyola of Maryland in the NCAA Women's Lacrosse Championship uh, coming up this weekend. And it's actually Thursday, I should say, in Newton. And Melanie Welch is here. Uh, great defender for uh, Acacia Walker-Weinstein. Melanie, welcome. Good morning. How are you? 
Hi, good morning. How are you guys? I'm good. We're super. Uh, Melanie makes her debut on this show. That Pat? is correct. Oh, guest number, what is uh, this? 806. Wow. 806 different guests on the program. <laughs> All right. On a uh, on a team that is known for its offensive prowess, I have been told you are the defensive <laughs> stopper. So what's it like <laughs> defending the power of your offense in practice? I'll get to the games in a minute. I just want to know how competitive the practice thing gets. Oh, my gosh. They're crazy. It's amazing. Um, it's so much fun. I mean, to go up against some of the best attackers and players in the game right now um, – it's incredible. It's it's a challenge every day. They're amazing and the things that they pull out. I'm like, what are? How do you even know how to do that? But um, it's it's so much fun. Do you not just walk up to Charlotte North and go, you know, just not impressed, just not impressed? <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or you better I off just don't take, think that's ever happened. Yeah, okay, that might be not a bad move, right? That might ah, uh, you know what, Charlotte, we'll worry about that down the road. But you know, <laughs> seeing the the kind of offensive firepower that you do in practice, I would assume makes game day actually a little bit easier. Is that Would that be accurate? Yeah, definitely. I think our team prides ourselves on um, not only the attackers that are on the fields every day, but the scout players are so incredible. They make our job so much easier on game day because practices are so hard. Um, so it is. It's so lucky. But Melanie, Acacia also kind of delivers that mantra, right? You guys, if it's if it's hypothetically Monday through Friday really hard, then Saturday is easy. And it's always kind of it, our visits with her have been fascinating because I can see where the culture is built from within to then be displayed on game day. Definitely. We definitely focus on winning each day and doing everything that we can today in order to be able to prepare and win um, on game day. And I think that's something that in Keisha is always pushing us to work as hard as we can every day that we show up that way. When we show up on the field on the game day, all the pieces can kind of just fall into place and, it's all about execution, and we're, we're really prepared. Melanie, I know that you, uh, as a team, put a lot of, of stock into winning the ACC championship. That, that was on the to-do list. Even though you won the national championship last year, winning the ACC title, we now see it with all the quality teams that are still left in the tournament. That was a goal. That was a big deal. All right, you come up short. How difficult now is it to go, okay, we didn't get that job done. But you know what? Really, the biggest tournament is still upon us, and we're the defending champs. How, how difficult is that transition, or maybe how easy is that transition? Yeah, I think um, where we're lucky is we got to learn a lot from that loss that we had in the ACC championship, and we have another chance right now to, to be together and to play and to show the world uh, how good our team really is. Um, so I think it's super exciting that right now we're entering the NCAA tournament We've learned so much from our entire season, and now we get to go and put our best foot forward and give it our best shot to win a national championship. All right, and then there's the benefit of playing at home. Uh, and the momentum for your program, obviously, off the national title has been has been pretty, pretty steady. What's that been like then to have home games in this event as opposed to traveling to, to play the bigger game, if you will? Yeah, um, it's incredible. I mean, the fans in Boston are – crazy there's always so many people at our games which makes it so much fun and you kind of look around and you're like wow all these people are here to watch us play lacrosse like it's it's amazing um so being at home is is awesome it's it's so much fun love now, it the team you're going to play loyola uh they're 20 and 1 their only loss ironically was to syracuse who's still alive and kicking in the ncaa tournament what do you know about loyola and how difficult is this going to be coming up on thursday afternoon 
Yeah, it's going to be a great, a great game. They're incredible players. Um, they're very well coached, a really, really well-rounded team. Um, so I think from top to bottom, it's going to be, it's going to be a fight and it's going to be a battle. Um, and we're just doing everything that we can each day to make sure that we're, we're prepared for everything that they'll throw at us on game day. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is the best part of playing lacrosse at this level is you're playing against the best players in the country almost every game. So it's, it's so much fun. All right. Uh, Melanie, I, I ask you this with, with great humbleness. Um, <laughs> the ACC is really good at this sport. Um, I mean, it's really been impressive to watch Syracuse, Carolina, Boston College. I mean, you know, Duke was talented. You guys, though, it, it, it's seemingly you've had these collision courses. How good is this league and can this league – last year there were two, uh, actually three. Can this league put three back in it again? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, when you look at the ACC and the talent in the ACC from, from top to bottom, whether you're looking at attackers, defenders, middies, goalies um, – there, there's just such incredible players, um, and I, I totally believe that three teams in the ACC could end up in Final Four weekend. Um, there's, there's no doubt in my mind to whatever team shows up on game day, and I think any team in the ACC is capable of that. Melanie, you want to get back to what you do best, and that's play defense. You know, any sport, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever, everybody wants to score, right? Anybody that picks up a sport <laughs> – Hey, give me a stick. I want to score. I want to hit a ball. What, whatever it is, all right? But you got to have the want to on the defensive side. I mean, there, there's got to be a, a different kind of a desire, a different kind of build to have the mindset to say, guess what? Yeah, everybody wants to score, but I want to shut somebody down. For you, when did you get that? And was that early or was that kind of an acquired taste as you decide to play sports? Hmm. Yeah, I think um... – you know, I think everyone starts off pretty much as a midi, but I think I always kind of liked stopping goals more than I was about scoring the goals. Um, I just think it's so much fun when you're going against all of these players and that one time that you're able to shut someone down, like kind of get like a little adrenaline rush, like, oh yeah, like we just stopped them. Like that's amazing. Um, so I, I love defense, honestly. I think it's a lot of fun. All right. Now, as I understand it, you were a terrific high school athlete. Um, not only lacrosse, but also soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what position did you play in soccer? I was a midi and then a defender, I think, towards the end. So that transition from the two sports has always been defensive base then for you? Definitely, yeah. Huh. Why, why, why lacrosse over soccer at the end of the day? Um, I think I just realized how much more I love the sport. I mean, soccer is a great sport. It's still so much fun whenever we play like pickup or something um, before practice. But I don't know. I just I love lacrosse so much. Um, and I'm like super grateful for where it's brought me the last five years. So mm-hmm. I I'm very happy with my choice to play lacrosse. All right. Now, wait a second. Pick up lacrosse, pick up soccer before lacrosse practice. Yeah, I mean, from time to time, we'll, we'll have a fun game, whether it's soccer or kickball or something. Okay, so just who's to, good? All right, who's them. good? Let's just jump right in. Charlotte North is good in <laughs> Charlotte North is good in soccer and kickball as she is in lacrosse. I mean, I don't think Charlotte's bad at anything. So, but uh, Andrea Reynolds, she has a rocket of a leg. She's pretty good at kickball. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Reynolds. Rocket leg. Rocket leg. Rocket leg. <laughs> be careful. Yeah, yeah got to be careful of Andrea Reynolds yeah. in the kickball game. Uh, by the way, as a defender, 
Uh, we talk about all the scores in this league. I mean, mm -hmm. you see it at practice every day. Charlotte North's just ridiculous, but she's not the only one on your team. Now, we're going to talk to a Megan Terrell coming up uh, next hour. Uh, Jamie Ortega at North Carolina. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's amazing how spectacular the offensive weapons are in this league. Isn't it? You get a chance to see it every time you play. Yeah, they're incredible players, incredible players. Um, it's so much fun to watch them at practice, too, or when you're watching other games on TV. Um, I mean, everyone is so talented, and they're, they're so hardworking, and there's such incredible attackers in the ACC. It's, it's insane. All right, Melanie, am I to hear this correct, that you're a walk-on? You yes. are a walk-on to play lacrosse? How, how in the world? Yes. I mean, you've become like a major factor in this deal. And how did, what, what was the walk-on inspiration at Boston College? Um, honestly, I feel like I just have to be so grateful for the coaches for, for giving me a shot. Um, and then I just kind of put my head down, worked hard when I was a little bit younger, freshman or a sophomore. Um, and just everything kind of worked out well for me, I would say. Um, but yeah, I'm just super grateful that I was even given the opportunity to, to walk on. Hmm. All right. Here's our, uh, most difficult question. Oh Yeah. God. And given and well, no, no, no. whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait you're going to handle this. You've already breezed through it. This, this, this is going to actually be easy for you. Uh, at Boston College, mm. what has been your hardest class? Um, probably financial econometrics. Break that down. Check for that us. last. Break break that one down for us. Uh, it's like applying statistics to finance and like financial models. So it's a little complicated. Too complicated for me. How'd you do? Come on, you can be honest. I think I ended with a B. Oh, so. that ain't hard. You, it wasn't hard if you made a B. <laughs> no, it was pretty hard. I, I think I got a little lucky with the B. I was going to say, some Bs are easier than others, though, right? I mean, that, that's the way to look at it. That was a hard B. Yeah, that's a hard B. Hey, Melanie, B. I got something for you. I can show you some math grades where it was really hard, and I didn't make a B. <laughs> I, Packer can show you some shows where math was really hard yeah. and I didn't make a B. That would be accurate. That <laughs> yeah. would be accurate too. Well, listen, very... continued success. You guys are a blast to watch. And uh, I mean, we're rooting for all the ACC teams to get back there and it'd be incredible to see at least three of them in that final four. It'd be sweet. Thank you. All right. Melanie Welch of Boston College. Tell everybody hello. Enjoyed the visit. Defending Fantastic. national champions. Yeah. How about that? Walk on national titles. You get stories like that all the time. Oh. You know, that's why recruiting rankings, I don't care what the sport is. You know, yep. some folks make the dedicated effort to get better and are coachable. All right. We got a lot more coming on schedules. We got a lot more coming on all this other stuff. Uh, we're rolling on Tuesday. Uh, Megan Tyrell, John Rittman in the final hour. Permanent opponents with the scheduling concept. You get three. Packer says pick three you don't want. <laughs> I'm kind of, three you want no part of. Three you want no part of. Maybe the three you want a piece of. Coming up next. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Well, yeah, let's get some We're going to go Kenny Payne. Yeah, well, we're good calls. We got we're people. Calls Kenny Payne stuff. from last week. Louisville fans, you'll get that. Promise. Jay in New Jersey, though, out of the break. Hi, Jay. Hey, guys, how you doing today? Good. Good. 
Okay, uh, I'm Miami grad, and I heard some other people talking about not wanting to play Syracuse and um, Boston College, but I think there would be a, uh, an, there would be excellent games for Miami to play every year. You have a lot of alums up here in the Northeast, and give us an opportunity to see the Canes on the road more often in places like Syracuse and BC, and continue to play a team like Pitt as well. Okay, so. In your world, perfect world here, Jay, who are the three permanents you want? It's going to have to be Florida State, uh, Virginia mm-hmm. Tech, and probably, I would say, Pitt, maybe. Mm, see? Sneaky game. So BC and Syracuse, you just punted <laughs> after after giving him a big no, hug, he's Jay. Not, he's taking the three well, permanents. You know, they, I get that. Have, but, but You have to. You have to play those. Te- you have the Virginia Tech rivalry has been established. Um, right. Florida State, you kind of have to play. That's obviously established. Right. So I mean, you can't unless you're going to kick them. Unless you're going to kick one of those to the curb, uh, I, no. I, that would be fine. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, and and see, now, I just like the way you started with BC and Syracuse, uh-huh. where you like them, fun trips, all the alums up here. Who do you want to play? Ah, forget those guys. We'll throw Pitt in there along with Virginia that's, Tech that's a good and Florida State. Jay, I thank like you. Where you're going with that? I do. I, and let me say this. Here's why I like the call. He tells you the geographical, he wants those games in the Northeast. That's why we're focusing on these three. But in some respects, Mark, you've also got to be willing to do an every other year, every year type trip. Like you put Pitt one year, you put BC the next rotation. You follow me? But that's why I like the 355 because Mm -hmm. while you pick the three that you're going to put over here on the pedestal, you're going to see everybody. So it's not like, hey – if I don't pick BC here, I'm never going to see him. Wrong. They're going to come to your house. You're going to go to their house in a span of four years. Let me tell you. Which I, I like, think that's why I like the model. I like his three. I think his three, that's Florida State, Virginia Tech. Yes, yes. Pitt. See? Pitt, Miami's had some stuff going on the last few years. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to go on record today on May 17th, the last game of the regular season this year in 22. It's Pitt, Miami. It's a big one. And it's going to matter. It's, it's, it could be one of those deals where, hey, loser leave town match. And I think, I'm going to tell you something. Get ready. Pitt, no, Miami makes a lot of sense in this. No knock on North Carolina or Virginia Tech nope. or anybody else in the, in the coastal. But I do think that Pitt, Miami thing, the last, you write it down on May 17th. Crystal ball in it right here. That game is going to have a loser leave town to feel to it. All right. Brad in New York next. Hi, Brad. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, love the show. Love the football helmets in the background, by the way. Love, love seeing that in the background. Um, you got it. As a Syracuse fan, I'm in my 50s, so I've been watching them a long time. They haven't been relevant in a long time since uh, McPherson played quarterback or McNabb back in the day. Um, I always want them to play the best. So they've been giving Clemson fits, even when we're not very good. They they give Clemson fits all the time. I want to play the best. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, whoever's great that year, I want to watch them play because those are the games I like to watch on TV. Um, my question for you guys is this, though. A lot of fans are calling in. They hate the Carrier Dome. I hate the Carrier Dome, too. It's okay for hoops, but for football, it stinks. I actually watch like watching their away games on TV better than their home games. So I get that. My question to you guys is this. Why don't they build a small stadium like a Wake Forest type thing or something? I mean, they could renovate the Carrier Dome or whatnot, but why don't they build like a small football stadium? Um, so they do have outdoor games in Syracuse, and, and it makes it more just the ambiance on TV of a Syracuse game. 
is a lot better to watch, obviously, if they had a better stadium than the Dome. And I hear people complaining, and I get it. But uh, All right. Brad, I will say this. Let me play devil's advocate with you to answer the question. You are in the Dome. You're the only one in the Dome. Mm-hmm. I think that's advantageous, personally. Not to mention... From a weather perspective, not that I've lived in central New York, even though I used to live in New York City, uh, there have been times in November and December that I wanted no part of living in New York City. And so I, I think the Dome is advantageous in some respects. Now, if your football team was really good, if your basketball team was really good, lacrosse team was really good, guess what? Ain't nobody's worried about the Dome. Mm-hmm. It's all about winning. Right. I mean, when you're winning, it doesn't mean we could go play in the North Pole for crying out loud. Let's go play. So I think it's all about the product. If the product's good, I'm not worried about the dome. They've made tons of improvements. John Wildhack's been on here God knows how many times improvements. in terms of air conditioning and the scoreboards and all that Major stuff. Major improvements. So, I mean, obviously that, there's been an upgrade there. But I think I would – again, I like outdoor football more than indoor football. But sure. you've got a dome. Yeah. So take advantage of something that nobody else in the league has. Right. And when somebody comes to your house, if your team's really good, they got to deal with that. The Loud House. It's I mean, really good when it's when there's crowds there. It's really good. I mean, Brad was talking about McPherson. Hey, it wasn't but a couple of years ago. Dino had that boy, had those guys winning ten or more. Eric games. Dungey and those guys. And all of us, nobody was real thrilled about going to the Loud House to play. Yeah, just saying. So I, you know, before you dump on plus the plus, you're dome, wearing slick helmets. I like Syracuse's stuff, man. I've told you from day one. Yeah, it's good. So I just play devil's advocate a little bit with Brad on that one. Yeah, I like all this. Thanks, Brad. All right, let's get to social media. Here's Sandy Sanderson. State should always play UNC, Wake, and Duke every year. Those rivals predate the formation of the ACC. It's a shame how rarely State and Duke have played each other in recent years. Yeah, well, the league's no longer eight teams either. Sandy, I, I hear you, but get it. I, I, traditionalist, it, it, it's not their conversation. I mean, look, Mark and I, we both remember the days of eight. We understand the values of the eight. But quite frankly, you're going to get one, maybe two out of that. I think you're going to get Carolina and Duke if you're NC State. The third, I have no idea. That's my opinion. If I could prospect two for each school, I think I could hit. In fact, I may do that before they release it. Just see how right I get. I'll keep it on card and let you know. Um, (laughs) Because that's kind of stuff I – the wheels turn. Uh, I, uh, I can see you walking in with your laminated card. Being the all sorts of colors. Oh, yeah. All sorts of colors. 15 different colors. You got Notre yeah. Dame in there, too. You got every school. All you right. have a card. Chris Schooley. Chris Schooley says, Virginia Tech, Clemson, time to trade in the Miami rivalry. I think you're going to get Clemson. Besides playing in front of it. Oh, see, really? Wake, good geographical rival with the program on the rise, Virginia. You're going to get Virginia. If you're a Virginia Tech fan, you're going to get Virginia. And you're gonna get. I, I just see you're gonna play Clemson. We just went over the numbers. See this. Here's what I'm laughing about. You're so relaxed, arm on the Syracuse summit. You're I gonna, like to having the helmets. You're here. like the schedules are, and this is right down your. Alley. I told you this might be my favorite show of the I'm year. I'm gonna give you two of those. Uh, we're gonna take this guy away. I mean, you're like, you're like. Uh, bow down. You will not get this one. You'll get this guy over here instead. Again, and I haven't seen emphasize. any of this. Let me emphasize: we have no, we have no idea what we're doing. Idea we have no idea what's going to turn out here. And there's going to be one. I am going to be so wrong. Somebody's going to get all three North Carolina schools, and they're going to call up and go, "Durham, you're an idiot." Yeah, oh yeah, you count on that. 
And but I'm, I'm telling you, I, and I here's the one that's good. I don't think Tobacco Road's going to get their wish. I don't think either. I don't because either. I will. I just don't see it happening in this in this model with the pillars and the priorities set up. And it's why my question to you today on the air: Who are the three? Give me you, the three you do not want any part the of in the permanent. Now you leave it wherever. It doesn't matter. We, I flip flop them every day. It's a game. By the way, in case for all the Comcast folks who are maybe mistakenly running across our show today um and you're like man you know i could have sworn that the set cha- the set, set changes. changes every now if you want to play a game every day on this show yeah uh take a good look at what's behind us because i'm telling you every day after the show i change something mm-hmm. every day yep. there's not been a single day that something has stayed exactly in there, the same spot there is one thing behind me though that will always be in the picture Every day, right? Because you told a story last week about one thing. I did. Yep. So there again, if you want to play a game within the game, the Packer and Durham uh, video game, All right. there will be a change in the scenery tomorrow morning. At when you watch the show. Wife, wife's a Bruce fan. Okay, I like that Twitter handle. Phil Philip One L for Boston College. My three teams would be Syracuse, Pitt, Miami. Syracuse and Pitt are easy. Easy. The third one easy could, picks, oh, not easy, easy picks. games. Got it. The third one could be Virginia Tech, Miami, or Notre Dame if they ever joined. I give the nod to Miami on just because of the Flutie Hail Mary. Seeing that replay every year when they play would be sweet. I don't have a problem with that at all. Hmm. How about you, Czar? What are you going to do? Point to the camera and tell them what they're going to get. Tell them what they're going to get. I think BC <laughs> and Syracuse are going to play every year because of the Lambert Trophy. Czar. You, I'm telling you, you are going to get NC State. You, you're going to get mm, Georgia Tech. West Durham, Czar. Told you, schedule Czar. Might be my favorite show. 629. I loved Amelia Island last week, but I got to tell you, this has been fun too. All right. I miss the rocking chairs. Megan Tyrell. Boy, man, would we be good if we had rocking chairs Uh, every day? Maybe that's in the budget. Megan Tyrell will join us in our uh, number three. So will John Rittman, but you know where we're going on the other side. I will give thumbs up or thumbs down. You. (laughs) You. Nothing. Will not get that. You will not get Notre Dame. Back after this. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.